Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, I'm Janet Morana, the Executive Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our program. Well, brothers and sisters, uh, it's about a week away. At what everyone's saying is the most important election ever. I know you might be saying to me, well, Janet, we heard that before. Every year seems to be the most important election. But right now, I would have to say this is the most important because the country is either going to go in one direction or the other. And joining me today is our National Director, Father Frank Pavone, and we're going to be telling you what we need you to all be doing in this final week before the election. So, Father, welcome to the program. Well, here we are. So, like I said, it's the most important. As we know, June 24th is the day that will come down in memory when we have the overturning of Roe, uh, which, you know, a lot of people kind of applauded and kind of thought job done, but no, job's not done. All the justices did was hand it back to the people and their elective representatives, both at the state and and Congress, right, Mm -hmm. at the federal level. Well, Well, at every level, even the local level. Even the local level, Mm -hmm. exactly. And so now here we are faced with which direction is your state going in? Which direction is our country going to go in to be more pro-life or more pro-abortion? As we know, there are a number of states have already, you know, made abortion till birth in their states, uh, like California and New York and uh, Vermont, New Jersey, mm-hmm. Vermont. I don't know if I left, left anyone out, but there's quite a few. And there's more that they would like to try to do that with. Uh, and that's in a minute. I'm going to ask you to talk a little bit more about the amendments because that's another Another th- mm-hmm. thing we have to worry about. We have to worry about two things, brothers and sisters. We have to worry about who we're electing, but then in some states there's ballot initiatives and amendments that mm-hmm. also could be life or death for the unborn and, and their mothers and fathers, right, mm-hmm. Father? Yeah, exactly. So now, hopefully everyone's registered to vote. I think there's only a handful of states that you can register up to even election mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, registering voters, that's behind us right now. What we have now is show up and vote. Isn't that the idea, Father? Because what I've been gathering is don't use those mail-in ballots. If you have early voting in your state, go in person, vote early, and if not, then show up on Election Day. Mm-hmm. Well, we have, uh, this is like every day has to be treated as Election Day because with the early voting, the fact is that, that, that people are voting, people can vote, uh, there are benefits to voting just on election day, but there are also drawbacks too. I mean, the other side of that coin is that uh, you might be sick, you might your children might be sick, there might be unexpected things that get in the way. I mean, you're narrowing it down to just one day, and mm-hmm. that's it. So if something goes wrong, you know your ability to vote is more um, in jeopardy. The other thing, too, is that we have to be using these days in those states where there is early voting to be getting as many people to the polls as possible. It's a numbers game, as we've always discussed. And, uh, you know, there's a certain intensity about Election Day. We think back to all the past elections that that we've been involved in. And there's this real intensity of that day. And now it's it, it, it's hard to make the mental jump but we really do have to treat every day like election day because it in fact is 
millions and millions of people have voted already in this critically important uh, midterm elections. You can't let the other side get so ahead in the early voting if we're just sitting back and waiting that it's hard then to catch up on just in one day. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, so, you know, there's arguments on both sides of that. uh, Should we use early voting question? But you should certainly be using it, whatever your personal preference is, to uh, be getting others reminded, those in your circle of influence, reminding them to vote and getting, getting them out to vote. On the issue of abortion, which, of course, is uh, our focus, uh, the um, uh, like you're saying, this is this election more than even the ones in the past will determine what direction your state goes and the country in terms of protecting the unborn, because now the courts have said we're not going to interfere if you want to protect the unborn. Go ahead and protect them. Right. So that makes it all the more important. The other side, of course, has been trying to scare everybody. Oh, you're not going to be able to get emergency medical equipment, a, a, a treatment. That's nonsense. No, that's simply not totally true. false. Simply yeah. not true. Um, <clears throat> uh, but the question is, are we going to choose the extremism of the Democrats? Now, one of the things I've been noticing in terms of their extremism, one question that's been getting asked of the candidates, even even the president, even though he's not on the ballot, uh, Biden was asked this question, too. Are, and it's a question we've always recommended that people ask. Are there any circumstances in which you would limit abortion? Are there any limits you would place on abortion? They're finally getting asked that question. And, of course, the Democrats can't answer. They, 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 they can't identify any limits they would place. Well, because they don't want to place limits. No. Because Planned Parenthood, who puts money into their coffers for the election and donates huge amounts to Democratic pro-abortion candidates, insists on abortion, abortion, abortion. So they're afraid to lose the support of their constituents who are giving them all this money by saying, well, maybe in cases, you know, I just had a a great discussion the other day, last week on our program, because October is just was ending uh, Down Syndrome Awareness Month, yes. right? And Down Syndrome babies in our country, between depending on what survey you look at, between sixty to eighty-five percent of those babies are aborted. And did you know that Senator Daines tried to get a bill, okay, at a committee under the Democrats who have control right now, those in, in the Senate? The bill was simply saying if a baby was diagnosed, unborn child with Down Syndrome, you could not abort them for that reason. Do you know they couldn't even get support for that? Mm -hmm. So it just shows you, like you just said, they will never ever say or allow any limits put on abortion for any reason. That's right. Yeah, because to me, that's prejudice. Oh, that's prejudice against Down syndrome babies, you know? And this extremism to allow abortion for any reason at any time is being embodied in uh, several proposals that some states want to try to put into their constitution. I shouldn't say the state wants to, but the the pro-abortion forces in that state have right. brought to the voters that question. California, right? it's called Proposition 1, and that is, again, a pro-abortion amendment to the Constitution. There is a right to abortion in the so Constitution. in California, Prop 1, the pro-life yeah. vote is no. no. Right. Proposal 3 in Michigan. Right, Prop 3. Mm-hmm. And then there's one in Vermont, Proposal 5 in Vermont. All of them essentially the same thing. More, 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 more abortion, you know, right into the Constitution. The idea, remember, of putting it in the Constitution is that that then controls what laws 
they can and can't can, pass. can't pass in the right. future because you can't pass a law contrary to the Constitution. So uh, that's what they're trying to do is settle it for the future. It's like, you know, why can't we settle it for ourselves in the present? Well, and, and the same <laughs> thing about Father is in Michigan is they already have some good pro-life laws on the books already in Michigan. So if they succeed with this Prop 3, it will wipe out those good problems. Well, if they laws. get challenged, they could be challenged <laughs> on the basis that they conflict with the state constitution. Right. Um, now, there's a good constitutional provision on the ballot in Kentucky. That's called Amendment 2. And that's to say that the constitution of Kentucky does not provide for abortion or the duty to fund it. That's a good proposal. You want to vote yes on that. Okay, so now we have that's the no votes to review for class. No again. votes. No votes are California, Michigan, and Vermont. Right. Vote no, and in Kentucky, yes. pro-life vote is yes, right. not to be confused. And then, of course, if you're looking for what candidates, I mean, it's, uh, this election is not. To, it, it, I think it's about the easiest file we've ever had before. The Democrats are all pro-abortion, so that's a no vote. <laughs> You've got it's just. I mean, <laughs> it's just right down the line, and on so many other issues, uh, the division has never been more stark, right, or consequential, yeah. consequential for our country. I mean, parents are fed up about the, the you know indoctrination of their children. That right. is big this year, affecting races right down to the school board level. And that, see, here's what's going to happen. That's going to bring out voters who then they'll be voting up the ticket as well and say, oh, okay, I'm, you know, maybe they didn't vote before, but now the school board issue brought them out. You know, right. when it comes to your children, you're going to take action. Right. Uh, so this is what everyone, or like these ballot initiatives that we're talking about. See, we're always urging people, get others out to vote. Now, it doesn't really matter what reason you get them out to vote. If you get them out to vote, some of them are going to come out to vote because of the school board issue, what they found out about what's in the curriculum in the school. Others are going to come out because of one of these ballot initiatives. Again, maybe it gave them more motivation to vote than they would have had otherwise. And then, meanwhile, all the other candidates are right in front of them on the ballot. Right. And this is a reminder, too, to, to look at your ballot. Right. Right. And we have a great Look resource for that, too. Yeah. They can go to iVoterGuide.com. Yes. Again, iVoterGuide.com. You just click on your state, and it literally shows you Republican and Democrat on a whole host of issues where they stand. And, I mean, it's really clear <clears throat> who's who's the pro-life candidate and who isn't. Mm -hmm. And it also shows those other issues that are important to us, like well, religious freedom. Well, I was just looking at our, our Florida ballot here, the ballot I'm going to fill out for election day on election day i didn't know there were all those questions there's several different ballot initiatives there right some constitutional amendments for the state constitution i mean you you have to read and 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 study these a little bit right to realize what the right answer is or what your preference is you can't just be looking at it for the first time when you're there in the voting booth no look no at you it, really uh, have to go online and look at your ballot or the judges, for example, there were like, I, I don't know, eight different judges. Should this judge be, you know, retained? It's like, unless I looked ahead of time and I saw the endorsements, for example, of our friends at the uh, Florida Policy Council, right? right. Pro-life, pro-family group. And they had very clearly same names, yes or no, as far as their endorsement. And I, I think along the lines that they do. But if I hadn't paused looked up the ballot and then checked on that with that voter guide, 
there would be no way I could tell just because it doesn't say on the ballot which way they lean. No. It doesn't say. Now, for certain candidates for office, you'll see on the ballot it'll be in the Republican or the Democrat column, but not with these judges. No. So it's like, oh, my goodness, the importance of doing your homework cannot be overstated. Well, what I do, Father, is I print out the ballot. You can do that online. I, I get out a print out, and I use it as like a little cheat sheet. Yeah. And I fill it out ahead of time. That's right. Home, That's right. And I do, like you said, with the judges, I look them up. Yeah. And I look up Family Policy Council. I'll look up the local Republican club yeah. to see which ones they're endorsing and so on. And sometimes I'll go to the judges' own websites because all these candidates, even the judge, they have websites. And if you look on their websites, that can be very telling, too, because a lot of them put down the things they're for. Like some will say, I support critical race theory. Eh. Wrong answer. I'm not going to vote for you. Right. You know, right. things like that. Um, <clears throat> so when you see all that, those little buzzwords on their website, you it, you can tell if they're the kind of candidate you want or not. And what I do is I literally circle them all. That's right. And ahead then, of time. Then, I put all the propositions, yeah. all the other things. If I don't know what it, it stands for, I research it or I ask people. And I go in with my little cheat sheet. You're allowed. I bring it in. That's right. You're allowed to bring that. You are allowed to bring it in. And I bring it in and I line it up with the actual one I'm filling out and I have all my answers already figured out. And take your time in the voting booth. Don't Mm -hmm. rush. Yeah, no one has a stopwatch on you. Don't rush. Get out in a certain amount of minutes or something. No. Because, I mean, if you end Mm -hmm. up making a mistake and putting, you know, voting for two people in the same you know, in the same race, you know, that your, your vote doesn't count because right. then, then nobody can tell it which one, which one you intended if you right. if you hit them both. And I, just proofread, <laughs> proofread your ballot because if you make a mistake, mm-hmm. just come on out, talk to the voter. Uh, uh, that's why those people are there. Oh, mm-hmm. oops, sorry, I made a mistake. Can you give me a fresh ballot? Right, right. And depending on what kind, because in some states they have a machine. When I used to vote in New Jersey, it was a computer screen. And you had it with a little thing, stylus. You had to kind of tap ah. your, you know, check it off, X, X. And one time it happened to me. I went, oh, shucks. I hit the wrong one. I hit one. the wrong one. I, I leaned out of the curtain and said, yeah. excuse me. Come, come and help me. Yeah. What's the matter? I said, I said, I, I hit that. I didn't mean to. It should be this Right, one. right, right. She goes, okay, we have to. I don't know what she did. They reset it. Yeah. They reset it. Now you can vote again. Yes, they're there to help you. Yes. And, so don't and, ever feel don't rushed. don't feel rushed. That's no, right. absolutely not. Um, another thing, Father, you know, people are still concerned, and I know you can address this, uh, election integrity. And I've been encouraging people that a lot of integrity, election integrity um, initiatives have happened all over the country, right? In oh, a, yeah. A over 100 measures in 41 states and uh, some positive court cases have happened, too, in our favor. To uh, And, you know, listen, the question of election integrity, when there are concerns about that, there's only one conclusion to come to that should make you more motivated to get out there and vote and to get as many other people out there as possible. Because we've got to flood any errors or, God forbid, intentional you know, uh, 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 misdeeds being done. You flood it with good, good and valid votes. We have no choice except you got to move forward. You know, there's no no solution or good is gained by not voting. Right. No good is gained by that at all. You go in there. We've got to turn out in such massive numbers, okay, that we make it impossible for any kind of uh, lack of election integrity 
to uh, to have an effect. We got to overwhelm it. And finally, they should be contacting the Republican Party in their county and volunteer to be a poll watcher. Okay, poll workers that that train that trains left the station. They've already hired who they need. Those people are already in place. But poll watches are very important, mm -hmm. and they need a lot of them still, Father, at di in different counties. So I want to encourage everyone: go to your local county Republican office and tell them you you'd like to volunteer to be a poll watcher, and you get a certain number of hours to be there. And they assign you to, and they give you, they, they tell you exactly, you get like a cheat sheet, what to look for mm -hmm. and what to do if you see something in question. Yes, that's right. Words, yeah. You're not going to confront the person. Like yeah. if you see something not going on correct, don't you're, think that yeah. you have to do the intervention. Don't think that you have to sound the alarm. No, they give you inst exact instructions, what to do. Your eyes and ears. Your, your eyes, eyes and ears, and ears on the who ground. to call. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like if you see something, say something, yeah. that's what it's like. You're there. They tell you what to look for. If you see it, then you have a number to immediately report what you're seeing. That's now, here's wrong. another interesting thing about these final days before the election. This is the time for the wave to crest. Well, what I mean is we've been seeing some good polling you know, all, during right. this, all during this season. But we've got to realize that not everybody is like our audience now, where we're paying some attention. And, and, and many of us detailed attention to this election. There are a lot of people, you know, think of it in terms of, well, especially guys, right? When do you do your Christmas shopping, right? Oh, they do it <laughs> on December 24th, are... <laughs> unfortunately. Well, yes. and then that's the same thing with the election. It's like, okay, you know, if, 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 if I see advertisements for Christmas gifts in October, you know, or, you know, even November... A lot of people are, it's like, okay, I'll think about that later. I'm not even going to pay attention to that now. Then come Christmas Eve, uh-oh, now I better pay attention. So whatever little tidbit I, I can be given on that day, you know, is going to influence me. Okay, but it's going to go according to what the trend is. If we've been seeing positive trends that people want law and order, a good economy, they're frustrated with the economy, they want safe borders. They want safe communities. They want, you know, religious freedom, pro-life. They don't want all this excessive abortion. So all the wave has been in the direction of the kind of candidates we support, right? Well, what that means is when all those people who haven't been paying attention to the election up to now wake start up. paying attention, wake up, yeah. it's going to tend in that direction too. So in other words, the wave can can have that crescendo right at the end mm -hmm. that makes the victories for us bigger than we even anticipated. Well, bigger I, I than hope we even, so far. This is, no, but this is the dynamic. <laughs> what I'm saying is that, that people have to realize now's the time. Talk to your neighbors, talk to your friends, talk to the people in your prayer group, in your pro-life group, in your, you know, whatever group and right. say, hey, Everybody's uh, ready to vote, right? You've all seen your or ballots, did you, right? If there's early voting, yeah, you say, did you vote yet? Did you yeah, vote yet? You yes. Know? I mean, especially for people who go to daily mass, they should be asking that question every morning well, at daily now, mass. Well, now those who are, listen, the pastors that might be watching, right? oh boy. Oh boy. You better be speak preaching about up. speak up now or forever Remind hold your, your people it's voting time. Yeah, this Sunday yeah. and next, you know, this Sunday has got to be like, Shout it from the rooftops, of supposedly, course, because of course. that's it. There will be no tomorrow. You better speak about it this Sunday and tell your people to go and vote. Yes. And vote 
pro-life. You see, when you when, when a pastor tells uh, people to vote or anybody who has a ministry, right? They might feel like, oh, well, you know, the talking about the elections doesn't belong in uh, in this ministry. Well, hold on a second. Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. What is what did Jesus mean about that? Be a good citizen. Take part in the process. It's not so much political as pastoral. And the reason I say that, what I mean is a pastor, a church, and anybody that works in the church in a ministry is trying to help the people of God to make a change in the world according to what God wants. Jesus said, make disciples of all the nations. Teach them to carry out everything I've commanded you, right? So if you're equipping the people to follow Jesus' command, is that political or is that pastoral? Right. It's pastoral activity because a lot of the people don't want to do this because they say, oh, well, this is not this is religion. This is not politics. No, no. It's religion, too. If you're talking about equipping people how to make a difference in the world, now there's a lot of ways we make a difference in the world. One of them is on in that voting booth may make a big difference. And also, you know, you've heard me talk about this as also voting is an act of love of neighbor. The love of God, because you're obeying Jesus' command, but it's also love of neighbor because you're choosing not only your leader, you're choosing your neighbor's leader. You're choosing your neighbor's lawmaker. Your na- you're choosing the judges. We talked about voting in the judges, right? Think of it this way. You're choosing the judges that are going to judge your neighbor's disputes if they have to go to court. You're judging the lawmakers that are going to vote for the laws that are going to affect your neighbor as much as they affect you. Right. So is this love of neighbor to elect the right person? Is it love of neighbor? Of course it is. Good point, Father. Well, I just want to review to remind everyone in these final days what they have to do. First of all, vote a guide, ivoteaguide.com. Right. Look at your ballot. Look at your ballot and research. Take your time. Do Take a, your time. 20, minute, 20 minutes, right? What'd you say? Yeah, that's all it takes. 20 minutes. Not even. About 20. Uh, Priest for Life has our own voter website, ProLifeVote.com. ProLifeVote, that's right. Lots of information is up there on the candidates and information. And we have links uh, to everything that you can imagine up there. And, uh, of course, uh, say the election prayer every day that we have online. And, uh, you know, that's important, too, because we have to be praying about the election if we want the good results. And uh, everything I see so far, though, on TV when I'm watching the different uh, people reporting, it all does seem going in a good direction, but it's not over till it's over. These are elections, on November 8th. you know. You, you, and every team, our team has to bring the most people over the finish line. That's so right. that's what that's, this is about. Yeah. Because the unborn children and their moms and dads are counting on everyone to show up and vote. And saving America is that's ca- right. counting on it. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Father, thank you for joining me today in all this right. final push before the election. We're pushing and, uh, hard, yes. And we'll be back. After the election, of course, uh, to give the analysis once we get those results. So thank you once again. All right. Well, brothers and sisters, it's really up to you. Every vote is going to count, and there are some candidates only you will be able to put into office by your pro-life vote. So get to work. Get as many like-minded people as yourself out to the polls, and let's bring this election for the unborn to a successful conclusion. This is Janet Miranda, Executive Director of Priest for Life. Thank you, and God bless. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.